0: i'll take it like you literally look like lois lane like the cartoon lois lane you know like in superman like the only <laughs> thing your hair is red
1: <laughs> i mean if i went natural i'd be closer to it you know i got almost black hair so i'll you look take like it a
0: repo- you look like a reporter like you, <laughs> you look like a reporter lois lane was the shit i'll take it lois lane in the cartoon was the shit i don't know about the movies But in the cartoon, she was good.
2: Welcome to the weekly show about art, politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane, and this is Unapologetically She. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Unapologetically She. This is ooh, episode 21, season two, episode five. Welcome. welcome the real episode 21. Yes, real <laughs> 21. The real, actual one. <laughs> I be sending the wrong things sometimes when I haven't had enough coffee. So there you go. So what's up, ladies? What has been happening this week?
0: I'm gonna let Shantae go first. Well, I'm coordinating the move on my job. That's comforting. Still learning my role, still learning how to be a traditional administrative assistant because I was never an ordinary, traditional administrative assistant. I always have projects to do. So now I'm a traditional one. Plus, I got projects to do. People don't think I can handle it. I was lacking confidence in a minute, but I was like, you know what, I can do this. So I'm glad. I have tomorrow off so I can reset and rethink and transition my clothes on top of it and do other things that I need to do. So that is good. And in terms of the religious world, as much as I'm a religious person, I might have to take a pause from my church just for a little bit. So my mom and I are going to talk about it because I think my mom might take a pause on that one too. So yeah. So, but we don't have nothing against the church. We just sometimes you just have to take a pause and just sit down, and recollect your thoughts. I agree. Yeah. Great.
2: What about you, Sarah? I'm sure you're glad your week is over.
1: I am so glad my week is over. Most everybody, I know that not all of our listeners are on Twitter, so not all of them are going to know, are going to know what's going on. My mother-in-law was visiting for five days, and she's, you know, She's a mother-in-law, so she was here and uh, my husband took her back home this weekend and took the kiddo with him, so I'm alone this weekend. The only time I've turned on the TV, (laughs) because it's on 24-7, even at night, 24-7 below deck. That's all that was on my TV for five
2: Oh man. Thing. Of all the bravo shows, that's the worst one. I've <laughs> <laughs>
1: never even watched
2: it. Like reality TV
1: good. is not my thing, right? So I don't I just I don't watch it. But um the only time my TV has been on is when I've gotten up to do my exercising. It goes right back off, you know. So it was like I mean, and then of course last weekend my husband was gone, so it was just me and Dina. So it's been pretty much like this whole week and a half of insanity, basically. So I finally have my break and I'm good and I can sit down and I can have my drink with you ladies and-
2: Yes, yes. Well, speaking of drinks, I was really, really looking forward to some nice fall weather, not the stormy fall weather that we had last week in New York, For like five days straight? It was raining for like five freaking days and not like a pretty relaxing rain. Like it was torrential downpour, like horror Mm -hmm. movie rain, right? It was like that
1: sideways rain.
2: Yeah. And it was cold and dark. Well, this weekend was just gorgeous. The leaves are changing colors. The air is crisp. So I really wanted a fall drink. So I searched and searched and found an apple sangria mm. and it has a red apple, green apple sliced. Um, you kind of mix it with the sugar, about three tablespoons of sugar. You let it sit for a bit. You add a whole bottle. That's right. A whole bottle of uh, a dry red, like Malbec, <laughs> about a half a cup of brandy um, and throw a few, uh, like maybe two to three cinnamon sticks in there. Mix it up, chill it in the fridge for about an hour, and you get a delicious apple sangria. Mm. Makes it like, like apple picking. <laughs> yes, that's like that's like
1: the perfect, because the whole thing right now, it's a battle between pumpkin spice and apple cider. Right. Why not both? I mean and that's perfect. That is like the perfect fall thing to go with the apple cider donuts, the apple, actual apple mm-hmm. cider that you go and you get from the orchards and
2: Oh, that's like the I love thing. all that fall girl shit. I don't care. I don't care if it makes me basic. I love that shit. <laughs> you know it. what?
1: You okay. know what? My <laughs> daughter has a field trip coming up to an apple orchard and pumpkin patch and they need they need, um, I'm not drinking the drink today. So what I'm saying is <laughs> I need to go with her as a chaperone, get some of those fresh picked apples, yeah. come home and make the apple
2: sangria. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I need to do.
2: Yes. Those New York state has beautiful apples, beautiful apples. they really do. I think,
1: I think we're like, we're second or third in apple exports in the country.
2: Nice. Well deserved. We have nice uh, wineries, apple orchards, uh, pumpkin patches, all that fall girl shit. <laughs> New York was made for it. So yeah, that was the drink of the week. So now I got some burning questions because you know I'm a nosy ass bitch. And I'm you know trying- we're gonna turn it right back around and are gonna I know. I also love to talk. So there you go. <laughs> so. I'm gonna start with you, Shante. What was the worst date you ever had?
3: <laughs> the look on her face, if y'all can see. <laughs> well,
0: there was a couple. One was it was not actually a date. That was many years ago. Another was I got stood up, so it was not actually a date. The and then when I actually went on a date, I actually not had to enough. pay for 100%. something, pay for food. So no, those were not actually You had dates. to pay on a uh uh-uh. uh I had to go half. Okay. So no. I had Mm-mm. you want to talk about worst dates? Damn. I that's why I'm single. I'm happy that I'm single. I am not giving up on men. No, because there's some why don't you just give up on men, Shante? No. No, no need to do all that. No, no need to do all of that. You just need to, you know, take your time before you lay down when somebody have their kid. Uh-huh. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen.
2: There it is.
0: <laughs> Sage. I know just- I birthed, but I I meant to say excuse me. <laughs> I didn't even hear you. Okay. Me either.
2: I wouldn't have never known. <laughs> Oh man. All right, Sarah, what fictional character do you most identify with or are the most like?
3: Oh shit. I don't know. I don't I don't really compare myself. I don't know.
0: Oh no. You look like Lois Lane, like I said.
1: I look like, apparently, I look like Lois Lane. I don't, there's this like, I'm okay. I don't know, but most often I am like compared to Jennifer Tilly. Yes. Holy
2: shit. Yes.
1: I'm compared to her. I'm compared to Alyssa Milano.
2: (laughs) Oh. But she's pretty though, but she's really pretty though. She's pretty, but she's problematic. Yeah, but that but that's nothing to, the, to do with the way
1: you... uh, true. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lady that lives right outside of my office building, and I see her all the time. Um, and she she always tells me that I look and sound like Karen from Will and Grace. Ah,
2: another great one. Yo, okay. that's so funny. You kind of do a little bit, but those are all really good looking women so all compliments but I didn't even necessarily mean like physically I I, I'm gonna say the fictional character I most relate to you is Captain Marvel well you gotta go make me get all emotional (laughs) you know what I know but that's why I always (laughs) when I think of Captain Marvel I think of Sarah so there you go I like that thank you <laughs> now' all right, all well, we'll turn it, it right me. back around, Elian. What about ah! you?: Okay, I'm ready.
1: Which fictional character would you most identify Ooh. with?
3: Yourself
1: and we want your worst date. You ask us all the questions. We're going to throw both of them right back
2: at you. Hmm Hmm: Oh gosh. OK. So I think fictional character I most identify with, I think is Daria
3: i love daria
2: (laughs) (laughs) i love that bitch (laughs) she's so snarky and sarcastic fucking love her (laughs) um
3: where's date huh hmm
2: god i already know
3: it's not going to be a date with myra
2: no definitely not and i'm trying to think hmm know if it's if it was like splitting the bill but it was like the going to specific restaurants because they were really cheap kind of a day which really was not good and it's not even about money it's just the fact that like you thought about how to not spend anything really like I don't know that 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 that's that's just bad taste yeah yeah like I don't know
3: yeah (laughs)
2: well, and on that note,
1: (laughs) I'm trying to figure Ah. out how to tie that into the shot and chaser.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No bad dates, people. Come on, be nice.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah. If you're going to buy the woman a shot on the the
0: date, then you need to buy her the chaser too. Listen, if you can't buy a woman a soda or open a car door for her or open the door for her, then that means that it's just, you're just not meant to be. It's just not yeah. meant to be.
3: If you can't afford to take the person
1: out on a date, don't take them out on a date.
2: Yeah. Or or suggest a date that's different than like having to go spend money on food, right? right. There's other things you could do that won't make you feel like put on the spot and make it really awkward with the other person. Don't
0: say, let's go on a date and you do got no money. <laughs> just, you know plan ahead even Thank if you give me a cup of let's go for a cup of coffee that's fine yeah I am open to that mm-hmm. but if you, you can to buy me down having a cup of coffee and having a conversation if you can't buy me a cup of coffee or put a cup of iced coffee to be exact then that <laughs> means that you know that you, you you're just not that guy like my mom always say if you can't buy you a soda I'm like why well, is be soda because a soda is only a ah! dollar
2: well okay that makes a good point
3: that's very true. <laughs> Don't buy her
2: a shot if you can't. So a soda, a dollar nowadays. Are you kidding me? A can soda. A can soda. If the bodega is still a dollar, sure is, hey. and it's still fifty cents. For soda now. still
0: around.
1: <laughs> the bodegas around here. I need to be talking to the bodegas down there then, because
0: mm-hmm. they're more than a dollar up here at ours. That's some bullshit. Yes, inflation. Even at the Ooh. truck, the canned sodas are a dollar. <laughs> trailing in a dollar. Yeah. See, downtown. even the food trucks at work—they're more than a dollar. Oh my god! And even the bottled water at on the trucks and at the store is a dollar. Okay, the $1. bottled waters are still a daughter, dollar. Dollar yeah. on the food trucks here. Yeah, because you know it's water.
1: But anywho, <laughs> we'll move on to our shot and chaser since we're talking about drinks. <laughs> I guess
2: all the liquids
1: all the liquids <laughs> so our shot and chaser every week we all choose a topic none of us knows what the other is going to talk about um that's our shot and right after each of us brings up our shot we have a quick discussion with everybody's all what everybody else's thoughts are on the subject, which is our chaser. And I guess I am starting off the shot and Chaser this week. Um, and I want to talk about upcoming elections and our newest associate justice, Ketanji Brown Jackson, because <clears throat> this ties together the United States Supreme Court just heard oral arguments um, from the state of Alabama to
3: finish off the gutting of the Voting Rights Act. Okay. Um, Should basically, Alabama's trying to throw out the rest of the voting
1: rights act by defending a republican drawn electoral map um, that was faulted by judges for diluting the cloud of black voters in a major case Um, and basically what they are trying to argue is that and they this is this would only be the second black majority district in alabama of their congressional districts. So basically what they're trying to say is trying to include black voters in black districts is racist, which is bullshit as we all know. So this would pretty much end the Voting Rights Act. Um, Conservative justices are obviously favoring that position. So this may very well be the last election that we have any, any semblance of equal rights. In voting, Um, but Associate Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson is only her second day on the court, and she basically gave them a masterclass
3: in voter rights and with the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. Um, She she rejected the person. The
1: person's arguments that states should not consider race in crafting electoral district lines saying that you need to identify people in this community who have less opportunity and less ability to participate and ensure that that's that, that that's remedied it is a race conscious effort um another thing that she t- that she said was she basically took her she took her colleagues on the Supreme Court through an entire history lesson on civil war amendments. Um, There are revisions to the Voting Rights Act in 1982. um, And she, a direct quote from her, the legislator who introduced the 14th Amendment said that unless the constitution should restrain them, those states will all, I fear, keep up this discrimination and crush to death the hated freedmen. That's not a race neutral or race blind idea in terms of the remedy. So she's basically giving them a lesson on what those amendments actually mean, what the Voting Rights Act actually means. And I want to draw this back into the elections that are coming up because we have midterm elections coming up in less than 30 days. Like I said, this could very well be the last election that we have that has any semblance of equality with the vote because we know how the Supreme, the conservative led Supreme Court will likely rule in June. So, voters, listeners, what you need to do yes, vote for the Democratic senator, even if you don't fucking like him. Vote for the Democratic congressperson, even
3: if you don't fucking like him. You're not gonna agree with everybody 100% of the time. You're just not. Okay. More importantly, you need to vote for the Democratic candidates that are down ballot
1: in those statewide elections because if the Supreme Court rules on this the way that we think they're going to, they're going to try to turn it back to states' rights. So you need to make sure that you have Democrats in office in your state to counteract
3: what the Supreme Court is likely to do. Ooh, excellent,
2: excellent, excellent. excellent. You are a thousand percent correct. And thank you for boiling it down to the only way we have a chance of combating what this conservative court is going to do is by making sure that our state has Democratic officials leading it mm-hmm you took the to church this morning Sarah
1: you know I honestly I have never been so afraid about elections in my life because this this is our last line of defense this is it this is it and my demographic white women we had the chance to head this off and we fucking failed we fucking failed because too many of us wanted to maintain that power that proximity to power and we wanted, we cared more about maintaining white supremacy.
3: And this is where we are. We're on the verge of losing it all. Ooh,
2: Shantae is just like, there's nothing left to be said here.
0: Mm-mm. No, you, you said everything right. And which ties into me, which I come up next. So my mm. shot and chaser, because it evolves in the elections, it's the upcoming uh, midterms for gubernatorial races. As Sarah mentioned about down ballot races, there's gubernatorial races too. There's gubernatorial races in my state. Like I'm taking Sarah's advice, I'm not really in, you know in tune with my governor. You know, I prefer the different candidate, but I am voting for my survival. I am voting for someone that's going to protect my rights, even though my state party, the state parties around the country, they need to get their shit together and realize like, you know, white people are not the majority of the party no more. The shrinking majority is white people and the rising majority is black people, indigenous people and other folks of color. So Stacey Abrams will likely be the first Black governor of Georgia and probably the first Black woman governor uh, in the United States of America. I and wish she will also be the first
2: Black governor. Period in the South.
0: Yep. Since Reconstruction. Yes. And that's almost two hundred and some odd years ago. So, you know, I mean, she will be. She will carry that legacy. Now, there are. You know, ops out there. Of course, there's GOP ops, and then there's some black men. Not all, because most, the majority of black men do vote Democratic. So I'm gonna need for white people, especially white women, to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. If you don't know shit, shut the fuck up. So there is a good 10 to 15 percent that are anti stacy Abrams, and one of them is Michael Sinti- Sinti- Michael Santiago Render. And King Randall, if y'all know who Michael name is, is Killer Mike. So I said his whole fucking name. They're caping for Brian Kemp. The same Brian Kemp that purged people off the voting rolls, including bad, I mean, like, what's his name? Brad Riffin something. Raffin, I, Raffensberger, I think. Yeah, thank you, Raffensberger. He's no hero just because he testified against Trump. He did purge people off the voting rolls too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see signed a bill to weaken voting rights in Georgia which make people stand on lines a lot longer especially black people and Hispanic people and the Asian community that overwhelmingly votes Democrat overwhelmingly excuse me votes Democrat I am so mad right now my speech is even slurring and then uh what else did he did he um, loosened the mass mandates during the height of the pandemic when there was no vaccine available he closed the state down for only like what less than a month and reopened one of the first states to reopen which put black people in danger he also didn't really give a lot of money to black businesses he actually weakened black businesses so to michael santiago render and to uh king randall is this your king is this your king see i, I like i'm i'm like sarah We need to have a conversation with the so-called allies and the so-called people that keep voting for white supremacy. The white white adjacent folks too, the Mm -hmm. ones that want to identify as white, even though they're a different ethnic group, they want to identify as white. Let me tell y'all something. The Grand Insurrectionist Party, also known as the Republican Party, already told you what the fuck they were going to do. Like you got Tommy Tupperville the other day saying, fuck your reparations, pretty much. Why the fuck you need reparations for something that was done a long time ago uh maybe because we're still fighting those same battles today like we're still getting less of a dollar from not just only but white men but white women mm-hmm. we're still getting less of the fucking dollar and Hispanic women no excuse me Latino women and so it's Asian women and indigenous women we're getting and trans women we're getting less of the fucking dollar and he told someone I don't know yet because I don't know if he canceled my student loans yet or when he legalized me. They was like, he exceeded my expectations. So it took for, for legalizing we to do that executive order to make you think about voting for him when other shit is in fucking limbo. Is that what the fuck that we on? Like, if you think that for a minute that the grand insurrectionist party is going to protect you and is going to be pro-democracy, think the fuck again. Because if they do get power, which they won't, because something else will pop up at the Supreme Court, because it is, you know, the spirit, you know, never lies. You know, my intuition is always on cue and has been on cue for quite a while. Um, most likely, um. Yeah, Republicans is going to do something which is going to drive people to the polls. And I better not hear saying, we all did this together. No, it took for some fucking shit that happened for y'all to make sure to realize the vote blew. I don't want to hear, it's a lot of shit that I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear shit about we all did this together. I don't want to hear shit about people praising our AG, saying she went after Trump, when all you motherfuckers were against her last year around this time running um to challenge the current governor. I don't want to fucking hear saying like we was always pro Fannie Willis when you guys wasn't. And I don't want to hear about y'all being pro Garland. I don't want to hear the shit. I don't want to even hear the shit saying y'all was pro Biden and Harris, which y'all want to still bump the VP off the ticket in 2024. I don't want to hear it. I just want to see y'all vote, put it into action and fucking vote. If you can't canvas, which canvassing is a lot, fucking vote. And that's it. Damn. Yep. There's nothing left to say after that. There's not. There's
2: there's really not. This, I think a lot of us,
1: a lot of us at the time had said that the election of 2016 was the most important election of our lifetimes. And in some ways it was. We were wrong. We were wrong. Because right now, this election coming up right now. Where we have an extremist Republican Party, just full tilt domestic terrorist party, that has told us they will take away the they will take away the right to vote from everyone that's not a white Christian male. They will literally kill women and children, uterus
3: havers and children. I should say, excuse me for that. I'm trying to keep my language inclusive on that. If the Republican
1: Party wins the midterms, people are going to die. People are going to lose their rights. That is not a fucking exaggeration. It is a motherfucking fact. So my demographic, white women, um, I see a lot of you out there talking about how much you're an ally. Now is a really good fucking time for you to show that you are an ally and put your fucking words from your mouth onto that fucking ballot.
3: Ooh.
2: Well, <laughs> I feel so funny going after <laughs> all of this. And my shot this week is not at all um, politics driven. But it's also not necessarily pop culture. It's in the arts this week, you guys. Well, good. You give us some levity then. Shout out to Lauren Ashley, because I was like, I'm going to bring the arts today. So there have been some really interesting things happening in the New York theater scene. And I want to share a couple of those very interesting things with you all and talk about the importance of live theater and how much we should support not only, you know, Broadway shows, but also local theater groups. If you know, there are local high schools putting on productions or a community theater, um, independent local theaters, just go out and support. It's I, I always find it really uh, fun to go see a live show. I, I just, I love, love live theater. So something that I saw that I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. So, you know, the old story, Death of a Salesman. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that play. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a limited engagement, new, um, retelling of Death of a Salesman but this time from the point of view of an African-American family. And Wendell Pierce is playing Willie Loman. And I'm so fucking jazzed and excited. Jazz fingers, jazz hands. <laughs> I'm so excited for that because first of all, he's a freaking amazing actor. Um, So for the people that will get an opportunity to see him on the stage, that's going to be just Amazing and and I really I want to go get tickets even if I have to go to a matinee on a Saturday by myself I I really want to go see this and it's not it's not it's a limited engagement so it's not on forever so if you want to catch that please go get tickets. Um, also, making history on Broadway is Pose star Angelica Ross. Uh, she's a black trans woman actress. And she is going to be the first openly trans woman to lead a Broadway show. She is playing Roxy Hart in Chicago.
3: Oh, I love it.
2: Yes. So all of that happening just got me re fucking energized to go out and see some shows. So wherever you are, um, I, I, you know, just doesn't matter how big or small the show is the theater is if you're in a little city in a little town in a big city just go see a show because I don't know I just I love it's fall I'm, I'm all about the fall activities and I love going to see a show then go to a little dinner after some drinks or something but I'm so excited I'm so excited for Wendell Pierce I'm so excited for Angelica Ross this is going to be
0: fucking amazing yeah and normally they will have like Broadway week. I don't know if it passed. Like my brain is like so far it gone. Passed? I'm not sure though. But you can always go to nyc.nycgo.com uh, uh, to like get like little tickets here and there, like mm-hmm. on sale and everything. Yeah. So.
2: And you know, matinees are always a little more affordable,
0: mm-hmm. you know, than,
2: than the nighttime shows. So listen, check them out. If you have the opportunity to be in the city and, and check out one of these shows. It's history in the making, so please, please go see that. Okay. And the
0: earlier you get the tickets, the cheaper it is.
2: Yes, just like, go go do your thing. Support the theater.
1: Yes, and I do, I want to bring up too, because some of our listeners aren't in New York City. Mm-hmm. The matinee fees with being lower are pretty much the standard everywhere. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because before I was a marketing major, I was a theater major. So.
2: Ah, theater
1: <laughs> majors! Theater nerds, <laughs> So I, gl- I love that you brought up the theater specifically. That is just, I mean, it's, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're like, uh, even in Albany, we have a pretty bustling theater scene. A lot, most of it's community theater. You know, we, I mean, we've got SPAC and, you know, proctors and all that stuff, but we still, if
2: think of, of Jean-Rémy. Yeah, Jean- yeah Jean-Rémy, yeah, yeah.
1: With the Black Theatre Troop of Upstate yes. New York. Yep, yep. They've got some productions coming up. But I mean, even, you know, if you're in a small town, like Elion said earlier, even your, you know, your school's productions, whatever. I mean, there's always something
3: yes.
1: where you can partake in the whole theatrical, like, what's yeah.
2: the, the, the whole, whole experience, thing. you know? Yeah. It's, it's
1: it's a beautiful don't turn it down yeah. don't turn it down even if it is even if it's an elementary school a middle school mm-hmm. like even at that level just showing up and buying tickets is going to mean so much to those kids yeah. that are in that production and you are gaining something from it too by watching so yeah
3: yay Support the theater.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now on to you know a little more serious matters Shantae is going to take us into bitch ass and
0: badass of the week so for those who are just tuning in we refer we um say our bitch ass of the week basically who has just been an asshole who's been doing a lot of bitch ass shit per diddy bitch assness a lot of bitch assness, and then you got your badass of the week, who's been stars, who's been rock stars, whether it's in politics or the arts or culture. You know, hanging with these ladies, I'm I'm a little bit versed on pop culture, even though it's not for me. You know, but you know, there's some people that's been doing some good things. So, as for bitch ass of the week, our last week nominees was Kristen Cinema. You know, for her basically supporting, still supporting the filibuster, Senator Party City wig. And for hanging out
2: with Republican douchebags and introducing uh, g- girl, sorry. And sorry. not
0: just even wishing from the $10 spots that you normally see out uh, of uh, the window. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Showing,
1: showing up
0: at his organization
1: to talk about making the filibuster even harder. Like,
0: bitch, shut up. And then, you, of course, you got Mitch McConnell. That's the next person who... You know, in the video, who's besides the Grim Reaper, there was a video that I circulated of him pretty much um, just saying that your our reparations as Black people was, you know, passing the Civil Rights Act, legendary Civil Rights Act, even though the Voting Rights Act has been gutted, and um, per John Roberts, and Chief Justice John Roberts, and, you know, elected- bitch-ass. <laughs> and elected President Obama. So with a... Wa- and white men just from being who they are
2: with a small well, dick. This week for, for specifically using that small dick energy towards Lizzo playing James Madison's flute. You dumb asses. A flute and, they didn't even know existed two days before.
0: And the crazy part is Jane Madison was a whole racist. So she basically blessed that, that flute. But I digress. Yep. So... With a whopping 73%, white men took that nominee. I'm glad you are resting in your bitch asses because (laughs) it will still continue. And I will still troll you on the internet for being bitch asses. So to the white men that follow, following, make sure you get your other white men together and stop having them do a lot of bitch ass shit on the internet and in real life. So Mm -hmm. our badasses of the week went to the Nassau, which... You know that was Sarah's nominee. Sarah, can you explain again what the NASA people have done?
1: Oh, NASA, what they did, which is pretty badass. It's some badass shit. <laughs> it's some oh, badass, shit. and bad I mean, shit. I'm not gonna lie. I have like an affinity towards NASA anyway because my grandfather used to work for them after he retired from the Navy. He built the communication system on the moon lander on the um, so on Apollo cool. 11 mission. That is so, so like,
2: cool.
1: I love NASA anyway. But NASA, the reason I nominated them for badass of the week was because they pulled full-on Armageddon shit, like the movie Armageddon. They took they took like a rocket basically and collided it with an asteroid to try to knock it off course. We don't know yet if they can if they successfully knocked it off course because all it takes is just a little bump but they successfully made contact. Yeah, they like hit a target. They fucking hit a fucking asteroid. (laughs) Yes, like so NASA,
0: yes. So cool, sorry, we just geeked the fuck out. (laughs) And then we have Miss Lizzo herself, you know, out of the new people, I can say I like her a lot. She's grown on me. She's grown on me, but she's very talented than most folks out here, even some seasoned folks out here. That's right. The way she played that crystal flute. First of all, the the fact that it's a
2: crystal flute makes it very hard to 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 produce mm-hmm. the proper sound out of the flute. And yep. then she played fucking classical music on it, like ooh, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh,
3: ooh.
2: she is she is a
1: classically trained flautist. Yeah. Yes. She's so she knew what the fuck actress. she was doing. It's not like
0: Jane Blow walking off the side of the street. Yeah, no. Like she is a well trained classic flutist yeah but you know me i'm always the controversial one so you know she did play the flute and it was very beautiful mm-hmm. and then the fda is the nominee um oh my god i don't even know if i nominated them this is how tired i am you did you did you nominated them okay i, I i'm gonna think about the reason why but they did but they're not the winners of the week. So the winner of the week for Bitch Ass, I mean, Badass of the Week, say Badass of the Week, is Miss Lizzo herself, which round of applause. She is a talented artist. And I do like one of her new songs. I do like the special song because it's a very nice traditional R&B song. I haven't heard a traditional R&B song like that in a minute. Because R&B seems like it's been thrown in the garbage. Well, indeed.
2: Oh, the FDA was for approving a new drug to slow the effects of ALS. Yep.
0: Very- there we go. Yeah, there we go. Because ALS is, is, a, very, um, is a very aggressive disease. It's been very aggressive for a long time, especially in men and more so in white men. So I don't understand why y'all so goddamn evil and this disease attacked y'all the most. Maybe that's why. Genetic karma. Right. And so this nominee- Sorry, not sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. you're just stating your truth. That's it. That is it. So this week's bitch ass nominees is um Ronald Dion DeSantis, also known as Ron DeSantis because that's his name, basically for mishandling this this you know this the the recent storm hurricane Ian and you know, for them ugly boots, besides them ugly boots he has on, he did not even have an evacuation plan. And all those stupid rednecks on my ass staying here. And now people have to rescue you from your homes and your pets. There, yeah, you want to say also why, too? Because that's just.
1: Well, I nominated him because he did not call on lee county to evacuate until like until just before ian hit and he likes to make the excuse that it wasn't in the cone like it wasn't in, in the the five-day cone parts of lee county were in the five-day cone 72 hours before ian hit landfall so he's fucking lying yeah
0: he didn't he- have an evacuation plan He
1: could have, he could have had those people out. He could have been telling them to evacuate, you know, and I understand that some people didn't evacuate because they don't have the means, you know, they, they don't have the money. They don't have the way they don't have the means to get out. You know, poverty is a fucking problem and a natural disaster, you know, but where he had enough notice to, to give Lee County residents the go ahead to say, okay, Hey, If you are able to evacuate, you need to go. He didn't. Instead, he wanted to lie and say that Lee County wasn't in the cone.
0: Exactly, Sarah.
1: Son of a bitch. And then, the next nominee is—he was too busy. He was too busy giving orders to like move migrants up to fucking New York that's and to not his vineyard and everything no. else and now and now he wants to bring those migrants. now he's trying to get migrants to come back down into florida to help clean up after
0: ian let's not talk about that because that's a whole nother episode mm-hmm. what i got to say and i want the congress the gentrified congresswoman from the 14th congressional district to shut the fuck up because she has no fucking plan she always want to criticize nobody but, you know, we have a whole ass homeless situation going on. But in New York City, and we got a place of the people there. And, you know, and Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis is doing shit for political play. But that's a whole nother episode. Then we'll next, hit that next week. <laughs> we'll hit that next week. Then we have Caitlin Flanagan's dry fucking ass. She was on Bill Maher's show talking about Kamala Harris is a no. vice president. Kamala Harris is an off-putting person. Keep in mind, she was a Bernie Sanders bootlicker supporter but her ass is supposed to be 16 she looked older than my motherfucking mother okay she looked older than my mother she needs to take up sarah's skin routine regimen that's what i'm saying you need to a youtube show just for this is how i do my skin guys i can see that right now and then <laughs> the last nominee is kanye lost cost west for his white lives matter stunt with his bitch ass, that was aliens nominee. And honestly, I have not- <laughs> Did you a- see what he did yesterday? With I, his anti-Semitic
2: bullshit? I don't even want to- You know what? I'm at it, the point- he like, he like wrote a tweet. It, it sounded very threatening to Jewish people. Yes. And then also with the White Lives Matter t-shirt, you know what he did? He wore that shit to his daughter's basketball game the other day.
0: And you know who else wore that shirt to? Lauren Hill's daughter. So here's the thing with Mr. West. I gave up on Mr. West since 2008. I have not bought another album, Kanye West, since graduation. Mm -mm. People are like, well, you're not fast with the music times. I have my reasons. And no, don't tell me to support all these other new people because the answer is no. Kanye West can eat a dick. I will continue to support the old heads: Nazia Jones, Mary J, Jane Blodge, Jasmine Sullivan is considered to be one of the old heads in the business. Even though she's 35, she's considered to be one of the old heads. Like some of these new newbies, unless Liz, Lizzo is an exception, rest of them can kiss my ass. All right, now in terms of badasses of the week, we have Justice. Ketanji Brown Jackson for her oral arguments and schooling the justices on the 13th, 14th and 15th Amendment even though those were passed by conservatives, Republicans the last time I checked.
1: And not just that, her very first, that was her second day, her second active day on the bench. If y'all can't tell my nom- my nominee was Associate Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson
0: <laughs> um, I mean we all she's knew that such so. a badass.
1: and like and the first day on her first day on her first active day on the bench on the Supreme Court, if you haven't read her if you haven't read her full statement from when she was sworn in on the actual bench, you need to read it. Google it, listen to it, read it because oh my god, I was ugly crying like that woman is do ugly cry, amazing. Really? She is amazing. Do you ugly um, cry? I do. I ugly cry. I do. Not going to lie. But on top of her opening, her opening statements after being officially sworn into the bench, her first day of court, associate justices usually don't go right in making any kind of of commentary or asking questions when they're on the bench. They sit back, they're quiet, they watch the proceedings, whatever. No, she jumped right in her first day. It was uh, questioning about the wetlands dispute. That's, um, that's on the Supreme Court. Um, the gov- it's, it's a conservative challenge to the United States authority to regulate wetlands. Um, so it's an environmental justice case. And she went right in. She just started asking questions. She started making points. She did not fucking hold back. She did not follow the unspoken tradition of not saying anything. She was just like, nah, I'm not here for that. I'm going in. I am. I have a
3: seat at this table now and I'm gonna fucking say something. So yeah. Yeah.
0: My nominee, the, <laughs> the internet. And y'all know why the internet. Because of the Herschel Walker and all his children saga. <laughs> and let's like, keep in mind, Christian Walker's no hero. Mm. How many for all these white liberals that's, you know, holding him and, and talking about come on in a room, Jesus is your doctor. No, this motherfucker is a whole entire troll. He's a villain. He is a villain that look like sloth. He is a motherfucking villain. First of all, this motherfucker's is anti-black. He's anti-women. And he's anti-LGBTQ, even though he's part of the LGBTQ. I don't get it. But we're supposed to feel, I, I I understand, you know, his father made him and his mama move six times. But you didn't say anything when your father was, before your father ran for office, you know, for office. You was on this Trump train, on this bullshit. You know, just coming after our vice president, coming after our president, coming after everything, denying the election, and now you want us to feel sorry for you? No, you can fuck all the way off. I don't even care if you're a kid. And like I said, all, everybody can come for me all they want. He's not I, a fucking so, kid, he's 23 years I'm old. I'm so used to everybody trolling me. I've been on this, I have the stomach for this shit. Let's go, I'm ready. And then our last nominee, it's Gabriella. I don't want to mess up the middle name. I think it's Kareffa Johnson. Kareffa Johnson, and that was Alien's nominee. And Alien, give us the T Y. Yeah, she
2: is the global fashion editor for Vogue magazine. She is one of the more powerful Black women in Vogue, um, and she <clears throat> she gave a review of that fashion show of Kanye West's right and because he didn't like the fact that she didn't like that he was putting out white lives matter t-shirts he started like harassing her and bullying her all over social media but she did not back down She stand. she stood firm in her conviction and for that I'm nominating her for badass of the week
0: Okay, so let's give you the rundown so you guys don't have a memory loss. So this week's Bitch Asses of the Week is Ronald Deion Santos, also known as the Governor, Ron DeSantis of Florida, Caitlin Flanagan, and Kanye Lost Cost West. Now, Badasses of the Week, we have Justice Kentanji Brown Jackson, The Internet, and then Gabriella Johnson. Yes, so if you need is. us to repeat this again, you know what we're not going to. You just, <laughs> just rewind. Just, rewind, just rewind. rewind
2: and listen again. Or go check us out on our socials where we will post the link um to our bitch ass and badass of the week polls. You can catch us um on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at the T-H-E-E, Joyful She. Thank you for being with us for this episode. We will see you next time. Um, And we'll catch you you uh, on the other side.
1: Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Sarah. I'm Shante. I'm Eliane. You can find us on
0: all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E, Joyful She. And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to share our thoughts on current events. Please support us on Patreon at The Joyful She. We'll see
1: you online.